Thank you for listening to BLC's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Do you know what? I've been longing to bring this message to you. Oh, I've been holding myself back for some weeks now. But this, I believe, is something of a prophetic declaration of what God is wanting to do in this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is my hope. It's my vision. It's my goal. It's my intention. It's the kind of thing that we want to pray into and we want to press into in 2020. Are you ready for it? So we're going back to a foundational scripture passage which the Lord has given to us as a church family. I know he's given it to many, many in the body of Christ and it's a favorite one. But for us, this is kind of like bedrock. It was given to us in, in the early years of breakthrough. And so we keep coming back to this thing because the Lord keeps feeding us out of this passage of scripture. All right, so you're ready for it. Isaiah 61. I, I actually went back to, to my Bible, you know, that's got paper. And you know, that page is nearly falling out of the book. Because I've kept turning there over and over again. Yeah? So it just shows that the Lord keeps bringing, bringing us, bringing me back to this passage. All right. So the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because he, the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, and to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes." Let's just pause there for a moment. We deliberately give those who are downtrodden and feel like they're living on an ash heap, we give them a crown. We see people differently to the way the world sees them. Those have been written off by the world because we, we see them with spiritual eyes. We see the, the worth and the value in them and we proclaim them to be royalty we give them a crown. Isn't that awesome? Aren't you so glad God sees you differently from the way other people see you? Hmm? Especially, you know, when you're driving in traffic. I had a crazy incident this week. I was just pausing because a guy was stuck in the road. So I was just pausing slightly. All right, and when it was safe, I was about to go and overtake. And a guy who was impatient behind me came zooming past and then he caused an accident and he wasn't calling me royalty in that moment (laughs) you know I've got to choose not to listen to his words but I have to choose to find my identity in what God says about me does that make sense? alright so a crown of beauty instead of ashes and the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Do you know that God is establishing us for His splendor? 
We get to benefit by being rooted and planted and established. That's the byproduct. But the real intention is that he gets the glory. Hmm. Verse 4, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and your vineyards. And you will be called priests of the Lord. You will be named ministers of our God. You will feed on the wealth of nations. And in their riches, you will boast. Instead of your shame... You will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be. Whew. Sound good? All right. So, which verse are we going to today? Seven. Good number, yes? Instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. And instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land, and everlasting joy will be yours. It's a promise of the Lord of restoration. The people of Israel facing devastation, facing loss of land and livelihood and economic well-being, loss of dignity. They'd been under enormous attack and abuse. And the Lord, in the middle of this, this very dark, depressing time, He releases this prophetic promise it sounds a little bit like us. Like we're going through so much tumult in our nation, in the world. Everyone's worried about coronavirus. There's a whole Brexit issue. There's an impeachment. We have our own corruption issues. There's just so many things that are, are causing a shaking. Ah, we remember from Hebrews, everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that only that which cannot be shaken, the eternal kingdom of God, will remain. And we are part of his kingdom, meaning we're not going to be shaken. We're going to stand firm. That's that planting like oaks. Come on, you oaks. <laughs> right? So, I'm super, super excited that against the backdrop of all of the stuff that's going on, the Lord is releasing unusual hope in His people. I talked to various church leaders. There's a sense of anticipation and expectation that God is going to do good things. Now, it may get worse before it get, gets better. But that's not going to deter us. Because we are not fixing our eyes on the newspaper. 
we're fixing our eyes on the word of God. Are we okay with this? And sometimes things begin to go or continue to slide in the wrong direction before they turn around. It's a bit like a massive ocean liner that's caught up in a current and you know maybe it was just like hanging still. It lifts up the anchor and it's just drifting, but it's drifting backwards. Then it begins to put on its engines and puts on the kind of like the thrust, and the engines are beginning to push against the current, but the ship is still going backwards while the turbines are kicking out massive power. And the engines are indicating, hey, this is going to go in the opposite direction, but you're still sliding backwards. But there comes a point, there's a deceleration of the slide before you begin to move forward again. I believe that the engines are firing. We might be sliding back a little bit. It might get a little bit worse. It might get a lot worse. But that's not the end of the story. Because we are going to see the turning around and the moving forward. Is that exciting? So good. So, so good. We are a people of hope. Yeah? It's not that we're living in cloud cuckoo land. Yeah? Listen, we might have done a fast. And we might have fasted some of the media this week. All right? But generally speaking, we do keep up with what's going on in the world. And we can see it's a very difficult place. True? All right. So we're not kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we have no idea of the facts. No, we know what the facts are. But we're choosing to believe a higher truth. We believe that Jesus is coming back in victory, not in defeat. And he's coming back for a victorious bride. And he actually said that the enemy, Satan, will soon be crushed under whose feet? The body of Christ. Woo! Come on. He's causing us to be powerful. We do not yet see it, but we will. Why? Because God said it. Whatever he says is true, and it will come to pass. His words are faithful. So we hang on to his words, knowing that it will be fulfilled. How's this? Stir something inside of you. Oh, yeah. It's not time to give up. It's time to dig deep, to push through the trough, because we're going to come out the other side. So, he promises double portion. In your land, double portion. Restoration, increase, expansion. My goodness, what's today? It's the second of the second. And the year is 2020. Second, second, 2020. Second, double, second. 20, double, 20. Double, double. Isn't that phenomenal? And what are we doing today? 
Oh my word. Uh, it only dawned on me when the sun came up this morning. I'm a bit doof. In other words, we didn't plan to launch the double service based on the date. The Lord just caused us to kind of collide with this date. And then he said, okay, my son, catch a wake up. Isn't that awesome? I think the Lord is doing things prophetically, giving us signs that make us wonder what he's up to. Yeah? So... You know, we, we've spoken about double yokes, yeah? And uh, when I shared it, the next week people came back and said, wow, out of 10 eggs we had this week, seven of them were double yokes. And, uh, and I had a double banana and then somebody else had um, other kinds of double fruit and there were double mushrooms and all kinds of, you know, fruit and veg. They must have been prepping for the, the fast, I don't know. Uh, but this whole thing of doubling. And, and then, um, so Lisa and I, we were walking, and uh, we were, there's a very steep um, road, well, steep for us. And um, I have noticed that some cars also struggle to get up there. So, But as we're walking up this, this, this road, and um, an eagle suddenly flies and in, uh, in the last 18 years we've only seen an eagle fly over there twice but as we're walking up an eagle comes and then guess what we've never seen a pair of eagle flying together like swooping over us as we were going it's kind of like oh my goodness Lord these doubles are everywhere you surprising us you're confronting us to think differently, look differently. Yeah? And these are very rare eagles. It's the black eagle that, uh, that, that came. Yeah. So we have such an expectation and anticipation for growth and expansion. Yeah? Is that good? So we, we got this word also as breakthrough. Let's just track back some years. When Breakthrough first moved on to this property here, we used to meet in the Pearl Room. Uh, I wasn't based in Johannesburg at that time. I remember coming and doing a weekend seminar on kingdom finance and so on, and being in that venue a couple of times. So the whole church used to fit in the Pearl Room. So when you go and fetch your, your children, just have a look in there. The whole church used to fit in there. It's not very big. And then the Sapphire Auditorium was built. That's the, the downstairs auditorium that we, we used to be in. And uh, so we migrated into that, and that was fantastic. And so the Lord gave us this scripture. We used to pray every Friday night. We were praying for you guys. We didn't know you then, but we were praying for you. And, um, and the Lord kept bringing us back to this Isaiah 54. And um, the interesting thing is that within a couple of months, and we haven't had many babies born in the congregation, but we had two sets of twins that were born around that time. 
In other words, God was also giving us one of these. Wake up. I, I want to show you something. I'm I, I actually wanting to, to get your attention as to what I'm about to do. And so the 60 doubled to 120. And then the 120 went to 240. And, and so it just keeps going. Yeah? So, Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren woman. We didn't have many youngsters. We didn't have many converts. We weren't baptizing people in a hurry in those days. You who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. You know when Daryl does the, the, the building fund update and he said, hey, we're off to take over the world. World domination. Come on, where do you think he's getting it from? He's getting it from a, a, a root scripture that God has given to us that it's not just about us, but it's to train and equip that we might impact and affect many other people. Yeah? So I'd just like to read to you from another translation uh, in terms of Isaiah 54 and verse 2. So instead of talking about a tent and all those kinds of things, it's, uh, the New Living Translation says, Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. Soon be bursting at the seams. Oh my goodness, look at you and this is only one service. Come on, just have a look around. This is incredible. I would also prayed that the Lord would do this this morning. Hmm. Let's see who comes to the second service. We'll let you know next week. But the point is, we're making room for more to come in. That's the addition bit. That's the stretch your tent. Make more place for covering, for comfort, for shade, for shelter. For those who are, are hurting and weary. For, for those who are coming to add their resource to our resource that we might move together powerfully. There, there was a, a time... Um, Back in 2006, we were going through an extremely difficult and narrow time at Breakthrough. And the Lord gave to me, I was fasting a lot in those days. Um, if I look good now, I looked even better then. A lot of fasting. And... Uh, but in that time, the Lord would speak to me in the night seasons. And he gave to me prophetic words that were absolutely contrary to the small number of people, the small amount of influence and impact that we had in terms of the city and other nations. He gave a prophetic word that was absolutely contradictory 
to the situation we found ourselves in. It came from Zechariah. And um, hmm. I, I do get emotional because this is what kept me going when, when there was just such a very, very difficult season. This one is a treasure for me, so I'm sharing a treasure. Okay, I don't often share the scripture here. Zechariah chapter 2. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, then another angel came to meet him and said, Run and tell that young man, Jerusalem will be a city without walls because of the great number of people and animals in it. And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. It's a promise of his glory, his presence, his nearness. We, we talk about revival in our kind of terminology. But in Old Testament terminology, it was the glory of the Lord would rest on a place. And he was saying, you know what? There's going to be such expansion. There are going to be people actually outside of the walls. Yeah. So our mentality is not to be us four no more sort of clinging together inside the four walls of the church building. But actually we call to go out. We call to be outside of the walls, without the walls. Yeah? And then there's another passage further on in Zechariah chapter 8. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Many peoples, many peoples, and the inhabitants of many cities will yet come. And the inhabitants of one city will go to another and say, let us go at once to entreat the Lord and seek the Lord Almighty. I myself am going. And many peoples and powerful nations will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat Him. So this is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, 10 people from all languages and nations. Did you get that? All languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you because we have heard that God is with you. We're, we're watching the nations just coming to breakthrough. It's just the most phenomenal thing. We're, 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 we're stepping into a prophetic example from the book of Revelation when around the throne there are people of every tribe and every tongue worshiping. And we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes? Well, the on earth bit is every tribe and tongue worshiping before the throne. Here, now, this is his promise. And it's a particular mandate that is on us as a house. Hallelujah. There's a particular call, anointing, mandate on this. 
I want us to open up our hearts in alignment with this word. You see, that's one of the other things about 2020. It's a speaking of coming into alignment with God's purposes. Alignment. Let's align our hearts with this prophetic word. And as he begins to fulfill it, as people from another country come among us, that we rush to welcome them in. And I don't just mean, hey, how are you? Cool. See you in a couple of weeks' time if I bump into you on Sunday morning. No, no. I'm talking so nice to see you. Wow, this is awesome. Thank you for coming to make our nation great. Thank you for coming to make our nation great. We're moving in the opposite spirit of xenophobia. That thing's got to come down. That's a wicked spirit. All right? That's Tower of Babel stuff. Division, separation, misunderstanding, suspicion, all these kinds of things. Uh -uh -uh. That thing has to come down. So we move in the opposite spirit. So it's not just, hey, how are you? It's so good to see you. No, no, it's, hey, would you please come to my house and have a meal? When would it suit you? This is my address. This is my phone number. And you know what? We'd like to come to you because we'd like to eat some of your kind of food, which is different from ours. When we're doing that, when we're breaking bread together, there's a unity and a harmony and a connection that's heart to heart. Nothing about window dressing. Reality. Intentional reality. Sign up. We're in. This is what will please the Lord. His favor will be on us if we live in the prophetic instruction that he has for us. If we ignore his word, we will find shrinkage and not growth. Prophetic words aren't just given to tickle your ears. Kind of, oh, that sounds nice. No, prophetic words are to call us. It's a tension calling us from where we, were, where we are, where we were, towards where we want to be. There is meant to be this tension. I don't know how to get there. I don't know what to do. I wouldn't even know what to say. Just show up. Take a risk. What would go wrong? I mean, the worst could happen is that the food is awful. You end up with, you know, an uncomfortable belly. And um, it's kind of, well, that was weird. That would be the worst of it. But imagine if your life was enriched with a whole other perspective of the kingdom. We have much to learn from one another. Come on, that's the whole point of the body. We do not have the full picture. 
We see in part, we hear in part, we prophesy in part. What's he saying? The eye cannot say to the hand, because I'm not like you, I don't need you. These are familiar scriptures. What does that look like in reality? It looks like you're doing something intentional to find out about somebody who looks different from you and speaks different from you and maybe even believes different from you. Come on, let's be intentional about this thing. I believe that as we do this, you see, we, we love about the fact that, you know, the prophetic words, that the wealth of the nations will come. I'm still getting to that in a couple of weeks, I hope. We love that part, right? Three people, okay. Any more? So we love that part. How is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Nations will come to your light. Come on, Bill Johnson, he was speaking to us as South Africans in that clip, by the way. Here on South African soil, and he's saying, you know what? Nations are going to come to your light. Right? So, uh, where's the landing strip for these guys? The landing strip is here. Come on. Oh. I feel God's anointing on this. I feel his pleasure in this. We'll become the new United Nations. Oh. Just a couple of other things as we try and bring this morning to a close. Some of you have heard of this prayer of Jabez, right? Yeah, you loved that prayer, didn't you? Yeah, we loved that prayer. But how about this? Oh Lord, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Do you know he wants to do it for you personally? And he wants to do it for us corporately. He wants to enlarge our territory. And God granted his request. Hmm. You see, anything that's healthy is going to grow. Yeah? Come on, you look at a plant. You just, you just give it nutrients and whatever. If it's healthy, that thing is going to grow. It's going to bloom. There's going to be fruit. It just happens. Right? And any church that's healthy is going to grow. We want to be healthy, which is why we all go to connect groups. Because that iron sharpens iron, that bit of sandpaper get the rough edges off. Because people at work don't have the spiritual insight to show you, hold up the mirror and say the reason everyone rejects you is because you're giving off this anti-vibe. But your brothers and sisters love you so much they're going to tell you the truth in love. Not because they want to hurt you or harm you, because they want to help you. Because you leave so many damaged people in your wake you're quoting verses left, right, and center, but your witness is stinking. And only your brothers, who you're in close relationship, who you trust and they trust you and all this kind of stuff, 
have the grace to be able to say, you know what, can we have a chat? Because the way you do that, it's just not lacquer. In fact, I, 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 I sometimes don't even want to come to Connect Group. What? I didn't know that. No one's ever said it to me. Oh, you mean no one loved you enough to hold up the mirror? We also want to grow individually, spiritually. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You might have been going through a pruning time. It's not because he doesn't love you. It is because he loves you that he's wanting you to bear more fruit. Verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear some fruit. Much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. How do we show that we are his disciples? We bear loads of fruit. Verse 8, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. We are designed to bear fruit. It's his intention, it's his call that we would bear fruit. Fruitfulness in our lives spiritually as we disciple one another, as we grow up in the Lord, Ephesians 4, we want to grow up into all things, into the fullness of the stature of Christ. So we do want to grow spiritually. There must be growth internally. There must be growth that is evident outwards. And then there must be growth in terms of, you know what, the kingdom is expanding. Oh, you know, this year, I'm on a mission. It's called Mission Love One. In fact, we're open to overachievers. You can love more than one. Yeah? But for some who kind of, whoa, that was such a scary concept. Let's just start with one. But you know what? I think when we get into this, it's going to be so exciting. We're going to enjoy it so much. We're actually going to have much more fruit than that. 2020, the year of plenty. Why not? Let's stand. How about we just pray? A good thing, you, know, you don't have to close your eyes when you pray. Jesus didn't. Do you know that? Yeah, Jesus didn't close his eyes. But, you know, we get distracted, so many things around us. So it's just for the sake of, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm just focusing in on you. And why don't we just say, Holy Spirit, would you enlarge my heart? Would you give me increased capacity to love those that are different from me? Let my heart be a landing strip for people of other nations. 
Thank you, Lord, your prophetic promise that many people will come. They'll say, God is in that place. We want in on this thing. We have heard, and many people are here because they have heard that God is among us. This word is coming true. But Lord, would you work in my heart, enlarge and expand the territory in my heart? And Lord, we're also asking in this place, would you give us the capacity and the grace for the more, for the plenty, for the increase and the expansion, a stretching, oh Lord, blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. Lord, again, if somebody takes my parking spot, or if somebody takes my favorite seat, I'm going to be okay with it. I make a decision now for the sake of this word that it's going to be okay. I don't need to pick up my sticks and go somewhere else. No, this is the fulfillment of what we've been praying for. We've been trusting you. So Lord, increase our capacity, enlarge our hearts. We're also asking, Lord, then in fulfillment of this prophetic word, we pray again for the building project and the next phase. We don't need it yet, but we know that we will. Because you're going to answer these prayers and you're going to cause us to need the next phase. And you're going to cause us to need more land. And you will inherit in your land, a double portion. So, Lord, we're asking for more. Thank you, Lord. We're asking, Holy Spirit, help us grow more fruit individually, spiritually, bring us to maturity. May your grace be upon us. May your light Shine on us and in us and through us in this week. May your name be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen.